I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Dr. Alex Tam. Dr. Tam is a licensed medical professional and holds a doctorate degree in chiropractic. Uh, he's owned his business for over 13 years and is experienced in sales and management. Um, he is also a, a real estate investor and I'm gonna stop there and I'm gonna let Dr. Tam kind of tell us his story. So first of all, let me just say thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here and share your story. Awesome, thank you so much for having me, Jason. Yeah. You know, my yeah. story um, really get started, got started about, you know, I started my practice in 2009, right? And uh, from there, the reason why I started our practice, it was just a chiropractic practice, was because my mom suffered from something called trigeminal neuralgia in 2002, and uh, no one was able to help her. We went through doctors, medication, she had, you know, cortisone shots, Botox, and eventually wanted to cut her nerve two years later. We seeked out help from a natural doctor who's a chiropractor. And within about three months, she was 50% better. And for the first time, we said, wow, there's hope. After the third month, I sat down with the doctor and I said, it seems like you have a lot of people in need of what you do. I said, tell me more about what you do. He shared it with me and he was my earlier mentor. I went to chiropractic school and uh, finished a three-year program or four-year program in three years and came out, graduated in 08, found a spot in Vacaville, a space that was just you know 1,600 square feet at the time and opened up our office in May 27th of 2009. You know, since then, we've expanded our practice twice, uh, left and right. So now our practice is 4,400 square feet. But in 2016, um, since we started expanding, we started medically integrating, where we incorporated uh, trigger point therapy, regenerative therapy in medicine, IV therapy, and all the lasers to really have a full-on approach to help people with chronic pain. And right around 2018 is when I went to a Grant Cardone conference and learned about syndications. We started investing with him, uh, Ashcroft Capital, and in 2021, decided to pursue multifamily actively. And that's when we joined Jake and Gino, the MIH mastermind, and 2022 was was a was quite a ride. We got into three GP deals, raise did asset management and five JV deals. So we're looking to really plow forward this year in 2023 and continue our growth. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's a uh, quite a big year. 
uh, especially in a year where half of that was pretty, pretty crazy in terms of the market. So um, yeah, that, that's quite a bit of growth. Um, so congratulations to you. When you, so you originally started investing as a, a passive investor, correct? You said you invested Absolutely. with Grant Cardone and Ashcroft. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's a, a good way for people to get started when they're kind of wanting to get into real estate? Is that something you might advise? I think that's a fantastic way. You know, when I first started, I actually, before Grant Cardone, did a single family home rental and realized that we put all this money down in Reno and was only getting like a 100 to $150 return from that. And then looked at what an LP is able to get in returns. To put in the same amount of money, I was able to get almost four times the returns. So I sold that house right away. And that allowed me before becoming, I never thought I was gonna become active. But I'm really glad I was passive first because there were not only really good cash flow compared to a single family home, but it didn't, it wasn't volatile like the market. But also the best thing is it allowed me to learn as a limited partner what it was like, you know, so that now when I can talk to limited partners about investing in our own apartment deals, I can tell them I was in your shoes just a few years ago. You know, I know what it's like. I, I know the, the fear sometimes at the beginning when the unknown, you know, you put a chunk of money down, you're not sure how it works or where it's going. So the education, it's helped me with the education process because that's what I would have wanted to know back then. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, you know, sort of the education about how the process works. I think it also helps when you've invested as a limited partner to see, especially if you've done it with a couple of different people, you see what their reporting looks like, what their communication looks like, how they handle all of those processes so that you can see, you know, take things away that you like and don't like and then apply them to your own uh, investor relations. So I think there's a, there's a lot to be learned there and it is, it is a good spot. It's, it's, you know, you bring up a great point. There's a lot of people that are, are nervous about it because you're just kind of, you are handing over a chunk of money to, to someone um, without, you know, sort of having a whole lot of control. But I think what a lot of people find out is when they try to start in that, you know, single family, or even if it's a, you know, duplex or something like that. Sometimes having that control isn't the best, isn't the yeah. best thing. It's not, you know, you don't want to deal with the tenants and the uh, termites and all of that. So it's, it's definitely something that, that, you know, it's a, a part of that learning process. So when you decided to shift to, you know, being on the active side, what, what sort of, what made you change your mind or made you change focus there? Um, and then you said you did a mentorship, but maybe talk through the the mindset behind that. Yeah, the the real reason why we did it was because it has worked out so well for us in terms of the tax savings, because my wife is a real estate professional, right? The cost segregation behind it, the growth that we had, and how we are able to use real estate to cover our, our living expenses that I, I know there are other, a lot of other doctors out there, healthcare professionals like yourself, right? Who 
have worked their butt off, went through a lot of school, opened their own business, and I've seen some of them ride that stock market wave. And they will complain about it going up, going down, and they would ask me what I'm doing. And I would direct them to just a Ashcroft site or the Cardone site, and they didn't really understand still. So I said, well, to really truly help them, I need to have a clear understanding of how it works from the active side so that now I can bring them on and feel confident about bringing them on on the passive side to help them out as well to achieve what I've been able to achieve over the last few years. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And I think the the tax component of that, um, certainly not a, a CPA, but it's something that I have done a lot of investigating for the reasons that you just alluded to it in that, you know, we we you you get yourself in a position where you can make a really a nice salary but then a very large percentage of that is lost to taxes. And then you hear about, you know, you hear about real estate investors and they're, oh, well, I, you know, I have such a big tax savings. And the being on the active side does allow you to take advantage of that real estate professional status, which um, we've talked a bit about on the show before, but essentially you've got to have some level of active component to your investing. We won't get into all the, the rules behind it, but um, yeah, it make, makes a lot of sense. So you're still practicing? Your your practice is still active? The practice is running. Um, I'm there about two to three days a week. So I'm not full-time there. You know, my wife is a full-time real estate professional herself. She does a lot of asset management, investor relations, and uh, marketing for all the properties that we got into. So, but yeah, it's able to sustain. We have a really good team. I think uh, having a good team is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Where, t- tell me about your first deal uh, in on the multifamily side as an, as an active investor. Yeah, as an active investor, the first deal was in Waco, Texas. Um, a lot of people who have heard of Baylor University and Waco, um, the apartment complex is 56 units. It's directly across the street from Waco. And we were brought on as KPs on the GP team and also asset management as well. So how we got into that was because when we joined the mastermind, uh, the MIH mastermind, someone backed out of that deal and one of the KPs backed out and they had a position. So we met the main sponsors a few weeks ago through a Zoom call. They live close by, you know, we met them through a Zoom call. I told my wife, I said, hey, you know, this is this could be the first one. She says, "Do you know these people?" I was like, "Well, I know where they live. They're only an hour away. <laughs> the main guys are only an hour and an hour and a half away. We we grew up in the same town. You know, they grew they live in Oakland. We grew up in Oakland. So I said, and they they are trusted by you know this mastermind group. And um, I said, what what's you know we looked at everything, looked over, do our due diligence, looked at the paperwork, and jumped in on it and uh, it's been it's been great yeah uh, and for just for people listening to remind them um what a kp what your sort of role is when you're the kp it stands for key principal um, yeah. and basically you're you've got to sign on the loan 
I, I mean, without going into a ton of detail, you're you're the person that sort of can qualify the, for the loan or a part of that, um, you know, group that can help uh, meet the qualifications for the loans. Now, it, it, you bring up an interesting point there, and your wife brought up an interesting point, saying, "Well, do you know these people? Like, how how would you how would we sign on the loan for someone um, just?" out of the blue. And I think maybe what a lot of people don't know is most of these loans on the commercial side are non-recourse. So um, I'm assuming that that was the, that was the case here. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and basically that means that you are personally liable for if something goes wrong. If the, if the bank were to, to want to take back that property, if there was some sort of problem, they take back the property, but they're not going to come after you uh, and your personal assets. So um, that's why this is not an uncommon practice where you you may not, <laughs> people people think, oh gosh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to co-sign on a loan for a family member. How am I going to do that for someone that, uh, right. you know, I don't know very well, but it's in reality, it's because it's a different loan structure. It's a di there's a actually a different level of risk. So um, that's one of the one of the reasons why you hear people say that you know, commercial loans are easier than residential loans. I think it has a lot to do with the the non recourse nature of most of them. Correct. So how did it how did it progress from there? What were kind of your next steps? Uh, from there, we you know through the mastermind and the educational community we were able to build relationships. And, uh, you know, I'm not in a place in uh, the Lake Tahoe area where we're able to be boots on the ground in a lot of the places. The deals over here in Reno, we looked at it, it just did not make sense. The Midwest, the South, the Southeast, right, made, made a lot more sense. So my wife and I decided to partner up with people who are in those areas. But first we have to build a relationship with them. I feel like if I can have a chat with you, you know, we can hang out, families get together a little bit, have dinner together. You get to meet people on a different level than you would just on a Zoom call, right? So we started going to a lot of conferences and through the conferences, we met them. And from there, we were invited onto different JV deals, and other GP deals, the Waco deal, the main sponsors, acquired another property, 96 units, about a block away, and invited us to help with the capital raising, asset management, once again. And we were really happy to do that because the core team was pretty much the same team as the 56 unit, and things were going well over there. And then from there, we expanded into um, Nebraska, invested in Lincoln, Nebraska, JV out there. And then um, really maybe about six minutes away, a, another syndication, a 36 unit opportunity came up and we raised for that, work with the asset management. We're part of the core team on that one. And we tend to probably start to continue to expand with the same team out in Nebraska. So we're pretty excited about that. Fantastic. And, you know, I think the point about it being, you know, same, same core teams, that sort of, I mean, I think that's pretty common. Uh, you find people that you like to work with, you find people with complementary skill sets, you know, you can establish that rhythm 
and they just keep doing it over and over again, going into to more and more deals. So I think it does make a lot of sense to kind of go that route. Um, when you, so in terms of asset management, I know you said your wife's doing a lot of that. What, what sort of things uh, do you like to focus on for, you know, kind of making these properties run smoothly? What's, what's your, you know, some, some, maybe some little tips or strategies that you use? Well, the key thing, a lot of it is actually how poorly managed some of the properties are. You know, people always talk about uh, uh, value add where they go in, remodel it and up the rent. And that's, of course, that's one way of value adding. But you can also add a lot of value in making sure that the tenants calls are taken care of, right? Their requests are done. Is the property well maintained? Are the maintenance people really responding to their tickets within 24 hours, right? So there, there are certain complaints and mismanaged properties when we go in. And uh, maybe the property doesn't have the potential or it's not living up to its full potential. There were storage spaces that were not used, right? And no one was charging for them. There weren't any pet fees, there weren't any regulations, so poop was everywhere on the property. So it, it's just, you got to keep people accountable. And you expect that the tenants also keep you accountable as well. So part of that is having a good management team. And then also, um, upon leasing the property, you know, I specialize in online marketing myself you know, through working with our practice and our virtual assistant agency. So we're able to go into a property and help them build an online presence, build a website, get their Facebook going, get things dialed in. When people ask us questions on Facebook Marketplace or Google Chats, we're able to answer right away. If there's flyers that need to be made, we have a team of virtual assistants that's able to knock things out within about 24 hours. So on the marketing side, we're able to add a lot of value there as well. Yeah, fantastic. And it, I like the, I like the points you brought up there. Cause I do think a lot of times, you know, we think about value add as construction. Um, you know, it's, it's always, Oh, we're going to renovate and that's, and certainly that's a part of it and, and can be, but there is certainly a lot of value to be added on the management and marketing side of it. And, and the reality is, is that you can do, you can have the best construction project, the best, you know, sort of looking product in the, in the world, but if it's not marketed correctly and you don't get it leased, then you're just wasting money. It's not, it's not really uh, helping you. So um, they definitely go hand in hand and it, it really uh, sort of valuable points there that you brought up. Um, well, let's switch gears here a little. I want to get to ask you the questions that I ask each guest. Um, and the first one is, uh, based on the name of the show being Know Your Why, um, mm -hmm. what is your why, Dr. Tim? What what drives you? Uh, you were already you were already successful <laughs> uh, in your practice and then, you know, kind of went this extra level moving into real estate. So what, what drives you? What is your why? The why is I want to show not just my family, uh, but my, you know, my, my daughter, that there could be other options out there. I want to really bring her into a life where, okay, she's seen me running the medical practice, um, but she hasn't been 
there was an opportunity for her to come to conferences with us. And the reason why I want to be active, I said, wow, I mean, if we can get her started at such a young age and she's able to learn it and whether or not she does it or not, being in that environment, bringing her to, I brought her to two conferences last year. I'm going to bring her to a couple more this year that are real estate related. It's going to allow her to see the possibilities out there. And I saw a lot of other Jake and Gino members bring their kids, you know, to the conferences as well. And it's going to really set her up. You know, she's 10 years old. I want to be able to spend as much time as I can with her and get her involved and and teach her things. And with real estate, I am, you know, I'm able to not be in the office as much, you know, even though when I'm home, of course, you're you're on Zoom calls and, and doing different things. But that's what most of my mornings are. But the afternoons, it frees up to be able to spend time with her. I think this is a very crucial time you know, between 10 and 20 years old where they can pick up really good habits or pick up really bad ones. And for us, we just want to be there as much as possible for her. Yeah, that, I, that resonates with me very much. I, I uh, My kids are younger, but I'm definitely uh, <laughs> itching to get to get them out and, you know, kind of have them be a part of walking properties, going to the conferences, you know, just, and again, as you said, it's not, it's not that they have to get into real estate. That's fine. You just mm-hmm. want them to know what the, what the possibilities are. And, and, and maybe the possibilities mean that they end up being passive investors because they have their own career path, but at least they've seen, here's what I can do to, you know, sort of protect and grow my wealth through life. And there's really kind of, when it comes to investing, there's really nothing more powerful than time. So them starting early is it's just going to, the idea of like setting them up, you know, for, for life through education, rather than just, here's a chunk of money that you're going to get when I'm gone, like is, is so much more valuable for them to know, you know, what to do with that. So uh, like I said, really, really resonates with me there. Um, tell us something about yourself that, that isn't common knowledge, a special skill, a hobby, um, anything that you're comfortable sharing. Uh, we like to take our cars off-roading, um, you know, being in Tahoe, we love the paddle boarding, you know, snowmobiling and just, just having fun, you know, enjoying life. Um, some people do, but some people don't know that we have a virtual assistant agency. That's another business that we started, um, in the last few months where we are helping business owners scale their businesses through a virtual assistant, whether social media, bookkeeping, real estate management. We started that just a few months ago, and now we've grown to just about 40 virtual assistants and clients. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. And a lot of my friends who are doctors, some of them know about it, you know, but a lot of them are still like, what, what is that? What is a virtual <laughs> assistant? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, I, I don't think I knew what virtual assistants were, you know, a year and a half ago, I, something, somewhere in there, I sort of figured out what the value of, of what you could do with them. And, and um, it, it really is a kind of a, a scenario that creates um, win-win all around for, for them and for, for whatever businesses, you know, using their services. Absolutely. So um, that's pretty great, pretty great uh, idea to sort of tap into that. Um, when people hear this and they want to reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? 
They could reach out to me on LinkedIn or my cell phone is uh, 775-717-0090. They can shoot me a text there and uh, we could you know, usually chat, throw in a Calendly link and connect. So that's usually okay. the best way. Perfect. We'll put that stuff in the show notes. Final question for you, Dr. Tam, and um, you can kind of spin this how you like, but basically... Um, the question is, is, you know, what, what advice would you give to someone who is, is starting out? So, uh, oftentimes that means starting out in real estate, but, um, you know, I think you, you've got some unique angles here that you could take this. So I'll just leave it at what, what advice would you give to someone who's starting out? Just starting out, it depends on the situation that you're in, right? If you're starting out with, you know, what if I have no money? How do I get started in real estate? Well, the best thing to do is you got to find out where, where your superpower is. It doesn't take money to asset manage. It doesn't take money to be boots on the ground, right? And it doesn't take money to invest, you know, to get other people to invest. So there's multiple roles in real estate. And I think where people should really find out is what role are you going to be good in? And absolutely, 100%, build your relationships. You have to build the relationships with people that are in the space and partner up when you are first starting out with people who are more seasoned than you are until you become the seasoned person. That's what some of the main things I would like to share with uh, some of the earlier real estate investors out there. Yeah, I think great pieces of advice. Um, it is, I guess, to me, it was it is shocking to see how important your network is in, in this business and, and maybe in reality it's in any business, but especially in real estate, the, the you know, kind of value that, that can come from having a good network, having a, a large network, but also the value that you can provide. The more people that I meet, especially through this podcast and it's like make these connections and then, you know, I'll, I'll, they'll ask me, Hey, do you know that such and such or someone who does this? And it's like, it's actually pretty cool to be able to then start to be making those connections um, amongst guests and people I've met in the field. So um, incredibly, incredibly good advice. Uh, I really appreciate having you on and, and sharing your story. This was, this was great. Um, and folks, folks listening, um, I think we'll, we'll get a lot of value from, from what you shared today. So thank you so much for coming on. Jason, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And uh, for people listening, um, I'm sure you're going to love Dr. Tam's story. Please uh, like, rate, and review the podcast so we can get more great guests like him. Take care. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.